Hello, I'm Pastor Keith Val III, and I want to thank you so much for tuning into the podcast of The Way Church of Tampa Bay. Our desire is that as a result of the word, that you no longer settle with simply coming to church, but you become the church. I pray that you enjoy this broadcast and that it challenges you, that it convicts you, and that it changes you. Thank you again, and let's enter into today's message. Praise the Lord, everybody. Look, I got snacks and everything. Uh, first, I want to give honor to God because without him, we wouldn't even be in the building. And if you didn't know that, stay in here. Don't run out. I promise you, if you listen just a little bit, you'll figure it out in the future. I'm always caught. Yeah, I say it sometimes. I'm, I'm caught in between this really weird place because of my upbringing and um I'm a little ghetto. Y'all pray for me. Pray for me. And it's not because I was raised in the ghetto. I was raised in the suburbs of Chicago, but I just, I don't know, I just like it. You know, I just, I used to like going over there, but then I was also raised in church. So it was just like, you know, some some Fridays and, and you know, the New Year's, I would go to church and then I would go to the club because I needed to get home from the club. So I prayed that the Lord would make sure I made it home safe, but um, I don't do that no more. Praise the Lord. I've been wise enough. Praise the Lord. But, you know, one of the things that always happened, I'm glad for my foundation. And uh, my, my wife always bothered me because I was raised as a, as a, as a Kojic kid. But on the other side of my family, I was Baptist also. So, you know, but uh, that's her. It's all right. And so it was, it was just so weird because growing up, you know, I was just like, I love praise and worship and I love hymns and and so my wife, you know, this is our thing. Anytime and uh, something just happens and we, it may not be going our way, we just simply go, praise God. And anybody ever had that in your spirit? you like, oh man, I just found out this morning my washing machine broke. No, for real. Praise God. Praise God. When you got that flat tire and you weren't expecting that on the way to work and you only got one more late, Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. When you just realized that your check wasn't going to be enough. <laughs> okay, all right, I'm almost there. Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. When I, I already know, you know, I can hold a note, but I can't sing like Dana, but in my spirit, didn't I tell you, Dana, I just love to sing like I can, though. And so y'all gonna have to bear with me and just say, praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. It was an old deacon that used to come and he used to get on his knee. All right. Praise God, praise God. He would pray. He knew he had already been with God before he took a knee. 
study now you speak God we adore you all today you get the glory in Jesus mighty name the people of God say amen just really quick I'm going to go ahead and go to scripture I want to thank God for our pastor I hope he's not watching even though you know you're supposed to watch service but he's supposed to be taking some time off but I thank God for him and all of the visitors that are here on today all the people that are streaming all the people that came by, I thank God for you. I really hope and it feels like I have a word for you because through praise and worship and through the prayer and through everything, it seems like it's touching the word that I have. And so on today, uh, I just want to give honor not only to God, but to Pastor Keith Babb. It was so funny. I was sitting there and I was praying and it, I know the people that I have praying for me. I called them before I preach and I felt his presence. But it was because his mother behind me. So I would usually give thanks to him directly, but I want to thank you. Because if you hadn't birthed him, this vision would have came to pass. So I just want to honor her on today. Because it's, it's something. 
God always sends something special through women. You know, man, we need to get jealous sometimes. Um, he sends something special in women, and they get to carry a child, and they, they get to feel all those different things, and there's a connection before they even see the child's face. So we want to thank God, not only for that, but oh, when you can't see, you lose a contact. Um, not, not only that, but we're praying, of course, for the first family and the new baby. It's just been a week, y'all. This baby still cry all night long. Praise the Lord and sleep during the day. If you've ever been there, praise the Lord. And if you haven't been there, still praise the Lord. Amen. Uh, on today, um, we're just going to go straight to the word. If you have your Bibles or you can look on your screens, we're, we're, we're going to go to a very familiar passage, Philippians chapter 3. Uh, verses 13 and 14. Uh, if you've been in church for a couple of days, you've probably seen this scripture. If you ever read your Bible on your own, you've probably seen this scripture. Uh, pastors like to go to this scripture because it's so full of preaching possibilities. You really don't have to work hard if you just read the verse right. Um, but on today, I want to identify some things that maybe we skip over very quickly. So if you could read with me or read on your own silently, and it simply says this. It says, brothers and sisters... I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do. Somebody say, one thing I do. One thing I do. Forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead. Verse 14 says it like this. I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. I know some of y'all may have grew up on the King James Version, but that's all right. We're going to go ahead and do this NIV version on today. You may have your seats, and because of the response of the crowd, I know that I am in the right place um, because, like I said, this scripture is so full of preaching possibilities. And so on today, just like the response gave us, the title of this sermon is as simple as, you know what, we are called, because this is what he's called us to be. We are called to press. Somebody say, we are called to press. Okay, tell the person next to you, say, we're called to press. Tell the other person, because that person is still asleep, say, we're called to press. And we'll get right in. But here's the reality. Before we're called to press, guess what? We skipped over something. We skipped over. We, we love to get to the part where you press. But there's something that happens before then. Uh, Philippians 3.13b, it says this part, right back there. Forgetting what is behind. Forgetting what is behind and, stra and straining towards what is ahead. Forgetting what is behind, straining what is ahead. Forgetting what is behind. We want to get to the press, but we forgot about forgetting. Yeah, yeah. Do you know that it could be impossible to press if you don't forget some things? Come on. See, forgetting always involves the past tense. You can't forget the future. It hasn't happened yet. Forgetting always involves something that has happened to you, something that you've done, something that someone has done to you. Forgetting always is the past. Is that right? All right, y'all got to talk to me. I told you I'm old school. I got my little hair twisted up, but, you know, I ain't a baby. All right, here we go. If you can forget, that means it makes room for something else. See, scripture like this, you want to get to the press because the pressing feels like, oh, we almost at the end if we press, but forgetting 
makes you have to deal with your past. That is why the scripture says not only forgetting what's behind you, but what's involved is a strain. A strain is going back down to this is going to pull me maybe further than I really want to be. It's going to stretch me more than what I commonly do. It's easier just to be like, nah, I'm just not even going to worry about it. I'm going to cut them off. Anybody ever cut somebody off? Did anybody cut somebody off this morning? Don't answer. Praise the Lord. I'm glad you're in church. Praise the Lord for you being in church. But the reason why forgetting may be hard is because what the memory may be attached to. Sometimes it's good stuff. Sometimes the, 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 the memory may be that first kiss. Some of y'all stop reminiscing. Y'all married not to that person. Maybe it's when you learn how to drive a birthday party. Then again, the memory may be a death. It may be abuse. It may be church hurt. I mean, you know, it, sometimes remembering may be easier. And so, you know, yeah, like my wife says, she, she's like, what, what is, yes, Pastor Cole has a bike in here. Because it's simple. Y'all already know it. People always say, well, have you done this for a while? It's been a long time. Oh, it's okay. It's just like riding a bike. I didn't have to teach y'all that. You know, if you go and get a bike, see, I was going to make Philip do it, but I ain't going to make him fall. You go and you get this bike and you remember there's two wheels, there's two paddles, there's two handlebars, there's one seat. You kick it up. I think I can do this. Now, most people know how to ride a bike before you were 10, right? Most, most. And so, you know, how long has anybody not rode a bike in over 10 years? Uh-huh, 20. <laughs> you know? And so, in your brain, you're like, oh, I got this. And so you sweep your leg up there, and then you felt your, felt your first strain. You remember, you don't kick your leg that high no more. You just walk. <laughs> and you over here like, yeah, I think I got one of the fanciest ones because when you ain't rode a bike in a while, you go get the best one you can because you think it's going to be easier. I got to get the one with all the gears and this, the brakes and the lock and the ABS. I think it take oil or something. It's three batteries and a flashlight. I don't wear a helmet because I'm good at this. And then you remember... After you sit on there and be like, has seats always been this small? <laughs> the answer was yes. The seat has always been that small. You just bigger. <laughs> and you go on and things start to come back to you. I'm not going to ride the bike, y'all. I got to finish the sermon. Praise the Lord. <laughs> but things start to come back to you. Maybe you remember the joy of the neighborhood. You start to remember the friends. You might even remember when you failed the first time. You might remember when whoever taught you how to ride it was right behind you and they kept on pushing and they ran with you until they let it go. But you failed. And in your brain, you start to come up like, oh, I'm, I'm never going to do that again. I'm never going to do that again. Well, maybe it wasn't the bike. Maybe you were married. It was the love of your life. Everything worked out. 20 years into the marriage, they asked for a divorce. 
You had made a vow. You said, I'm, I'm never getting married again. That's hard to forget. How can you press on past it if the pain of that happened, the pain of the argument, the pain of the physical fight, the pain of the uncomfortable touch, the robbery, the break-in, the mistreatment. Let's be real. Hey, how about this? That old church you used to go to? They hurt you. Nobody apologized. They didn't say anything. They left you on the side. That hurt. You made a vow. I'm, I'm not going to do that again. Why didn't the mother even ask me what I, my name was before she told me about my skirt? I'm not going back there again. You know, this is when us as people, we come up with, how many commandments are there? That, you know, we try, 10, right? We try to, we try to follow 10, but we come up with 11th commandment. I'm going to see if y'all know it. He says, you know what? I may forgive, but I won't. Y'all know that commandment. We get to the place where we're saying we'll forgive them, but we won't forget about what happened to us. But scripture on today says this. Forgetting what's behind you. Forget it. So the press hasn't happened yet, but you have to get into this place where you forget. You have to get into this place where you say, God, this is so hard for me. I got to pray about my past. Yeah, yeah. I do. I have to pray about my past. But have you considered this question? What about this? Forgetting is so hard that you have to consider the law of substitution. Yeah. And you're like, okay, maybe y'all know what the law of substitution is. You know, you're going up there. But substitution is simply defined as a substitution being the act of using someone or something instead of another person that's on the screen. Uh, to be used. So you had one thing, but instead of doing that, you substituted it for something else. Because he, here's the reality. There be, may be a lot of pain associated with it, but God gives us things that can take the pain away. Yeah, yeah. Scripture says it like this. Can we refer to Tristan? Pastor Keith would kill me if I didn't give y'all a Bible. Is that all right? Because, you know, I, I'm sitting over here. I was writing my sermon, Dom, Mr. Dominique. I had to take about 20 scriptures off. I said, I got the spirit of Pastor Keith on me. Let me take 20 more of these scriptures off. He going to give you a Bible. So y'all going to text him. Don't text him too much, but, you know, give him a good report. Tell him I use the Bible. Um, and so 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says it like this. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creature. Pastor Dominique was preaching about this. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Someone say, out with the old. Out with the old. In with the Y'all know that. But you don't want to get rid of your pain. Out with the old. In with the new. But you don't know, Pastor Cole, what they did to me. You weren't there. This is different. I can't forget about it. Yeah, you're right. Not by yourself. Out with the old. In with the it's passed away. Let it pass away. Some memories we don't need to resurrect. You just need to leave them where they are. And then you need to say, God, can you give me something else in place of this? That don't mean it has to be a new relationship. 
That don't mean it got to be a new song. That means that God will provide those things for you. Romans 8, chapter, uh, verse 1, it says it like this. Therefore, there is therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. You know, one of the big things about condemnation, this, is, this goes back down to yourself. What do you think about your relationship? I should have never gotten that relationship. That's my fault. I knew better. I did it anyway. I shouldn't have stole. I know I felt something, but I did it anyway. That's, that's on me. But I say this. How about instead of condemnation, can we trade in our condemnation for Christ? That's what the scripture says. That therefore, there's now there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So now I come to Christ. It, guess what? It could have been my fault. But guess what? I can trade it for Christ. Yeah, yeah. I don't have to sit in condemnation. Not only that, come on, let's, let's go into the Bible. Philippians 4 and 8 says it like this. And this is the message version. This gets real, real hood and it's a lot of words. It, it says like this. Summing it all up, friends, I'll say you'll do best by filling your minds and meditating on things true. Come on, Miss Cindy. Noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious, the best substitution. Yeah. Not the worst. Somebody say the best. the best. Not the worst. The beautiful, not the ugly. Yeah. Come on, y'all like cute things. Things to praise, not things to curse. Come on. Not only that, this is what, it, pay attention to this right here. Put into practice, somebody say practice. practice. What you learned from me. So that means you're going to have to do it over and over and over again. How many people know that you practice way more than you play? And so the thing is, you're going to have to say it way more. Now, the thing may have happened to you one time, but you may have to practice ten times forgetting about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What you heard and saw and realized, do that. And God, who makes everything work together, will work you into his most excellent harmony. That means it's going to all flow together. Yeah. And that's one of the things. Minister Dominique, stand up right now. Wait, no, not yet. I'll, I'll wait, I'll wait. I'll save it because he's a nice looking guy. I don't want to distract nobody. All right. Here's a quick word of wisdom. Quick word of wisdom. I don't want you to get stuck between your past and your purpose. Because that will happen often when we focus so much on what that pain was, we can't even get to what our purpose is. And so you're so quickly trying to get to press, but you're still focusing on things that you need to forget. It's so easy to get stuck right there and you're saying, God, why won't you move? And he's saying, forget about it. God, why won't you take me to the next level? Forget about it. God, why do you still let this person work here with me? Forget about them. Focus on me. Have you really put the things that I've already said, here it goes, I'm prophesying, God didn't already gave you a word, but you won't forget about the other thing and focus on the word. Everybody comes to church, oh, I need a new word. You don't need a new word, do the old one. You're not even ready for the new word because you're still stuck focusing on the past. Forget about it. Somebody say forget about it. Forgetting is possible but you're going to have to pray. You are going to have to talk to God about your past. And if you can't do it alone, guess what? You can get a partner. Yeah. You can get somebody to pray with you. 
You need to have someone that can pray with you. And so we're going to move. We're going to keep moving. And it's simple like this. It says, my second point, it'll be like this. Not only forgetting, but we are going to press on purpose. Somebody say press on purpose. Press on purpose. Now, I know that it's like, okay, uh, Pastor Keith loves alliteration. My son points out all the time. Um, this is, it's not just a play on, like, you got to press on purpose. Pressing is not an accident. Have you ever been in an elevator? Will that elevator move if you don't press anything? Now, it may continue to go up and down, but guess what? Somebody on the outside must have pressed something in order for it to move. But if it's just you and it's an elevator, if you don't press anything, that elevator says, I have no purpose. So you may be looking for your purpose, but your purpose is waiting on you to Okay, y'all listening. Thank you. So many people, some be like, ah, I don't know what my purpose is right now, but sometimes you just need to You don't really press for no reason. There's always a reason. You press to find purpose. Somebody say press to find purpose. And the Bible just simply says it like this in Romans 5, 3, and 4. We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials for we know that we, they have helped us develop endurance. Somebody say endurance. endurance. And the endurance develops strength. Somebody say strength. strength. That's strength of character. And character strengthens our confidence. Somebody say confidence. Hope in salvation. So you're like, okay, this is a sequential order to things. We usually complain about our trials and our problems. Is that right? right. Okay, maybe y'all don't. I complain. <laughs> yes, I know God. I know he loves me. And guess what? I'm going to heaven. And I still complain. Yes. Praise the Lord. And I know he's going to come through. But sometimes in the press, it gets hard. Yes, Anybody ever have a hard press? Yes. See, here's the reality right here. You know, uh, in the gym, right, Brandons? <laughs> both, both of our Brandons, they love the gym. Come, matter of fact, you the closest. Come here, Brandon, right here. This little slim, this little slim thing right here. Close it on, that's mine. All right. Brandon, can you come over here? Yeah, you, you, you kind of close. You're making me look bigger. All right. <laughs> Brandon, I'm, I'm not going to translate it, but I think you're going to figure out. Can you, do, can you do a press up? Yeah, do a press up. Yeah, yeah. But, but we call them push ups. Can you do that? But really, when he's down, he's got to press. He's doing it not for no reason. Well, he's doing it because I told him to. But go ahead. You can stop, Brandon. Because he's obedient. Thank you, Brandon. That's it. Thank you, Brandon. Okay, he want to keep on doing it. But Brandon, when you do that, it does something to you, doesn't it? It increases your heart rate. It strains those muscles in order for them to do what? Grow. And so in order for you to grow, sometimes you're going to have to do what? Lord, grow my ministry. I need to do what? Lord, I, help me forgive, but I need to do what? Press. God, you don't know my mama, but you need to? Press. God, did you see the ladies that came in church? Stop looking at them. You need to? Press. Oh, oh, you can go sit down, Brandon. Brandon, stay up. You can go stay up here. Thank you, y'all. 
the reality is that life is always going to be continually pressing. But imagine, I'm not going to do that, praise the Lord, if I had been on Brandon's back. Now he has a weight in addition to his press. Now the regular press can be enough, but what about when you have a weight on your press? It's a test. We'll just go to this. James 1 and 2, it says like this, dear brothers, when trouble comes, we, we, we come and we've been endured and, you know, it gets a little touchy situation, but, okay, y'all remember just a couple of weeks ago, it was all over the news, seems like we couldn't get rid of it, there was a sub, a small little sub, and I, 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 we're praying for the family and this is something hard to handle, but the biggest problem was the sub was not built for the press. See, the reality is he had been told over and over and over again by the people that understood what the press was that this is not safe for the press. And what they said was, oh, no, it's innovation and they're trying to stop new things. Well, no, that sub wasn't wasn't trying to discover a new purpose in its press. It was trying to say it was doing something new. No, it was trying to find shortcuts to prosperity. And the reality is, in our press, we can't take shortcuts. Now, now, I, I, they already had subs. It wasn't new. They had subs that they knew could take the pressure. But instead of doing something that has been tested and tried, they tried to do something new. And therefore resulted in something tragic. Because it couldn't take the press. Hebrews 12 and 1 and 2, it says like this. Therefore, since... We are surrounded by such a huge crowd. Thank y'all for coming to church, praise the Lord. Of witnesses to the life of faith. Let us strip off every weight that slows us down. Me being on Brandon's back ain't really going to help him, but hinder him. Especially, somebody say, especially the sin that so easily grips us. Easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes, somebody say, on Jesus. The champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured, somebody say, the cross. Disregarded its shame and now he is seated seated in a place of honor besides God's throne. See, the, the reality is that God can make us very fruitful. God can give you some things, but the reality is if you don't do something, you can't really enjoy your harvest. Now, what does that mean? Now, like I said, I'm I'm sitting up here and I'm like, no, this ain't my snack. Fruit. It's simple. We like fruit. We, We like all these different things, but we can't really enjoy the fruit or get the benefits of fruit. By looking at it. We can't get the enjoyment and the benefit of fruit by only smelling it. It could be smelling, you know, oh man, this, that man, that's going to be good. But you're still not getting the benefit of it until you press. You said, I'm not pressing. No, when you chew, you got to break into it. You got to chew it so your body can go ahead and digest it and not choke up here. But the nutrients come out 
when I break into it or I press it. And that's the same way with the things that God may give you. There are times where you're going to have to press in order to receive your harvest. God may give you $1,000, but you're going to have to press it if you want to make 10. So, so, so simply like this, some, a quick word of wisdom. You know, this is just scripture. Romans 12, uh, chapter, uh, tw- chapter 12, verse 3b. Don't think you're better than you really are. Here it is. You don't need nobody else to say it. Be honest in your, somebody say your, evaluation of yourself. You don't have to worry about nobody else. Be honest in your evaluation of yourself. And guess what? If, if, if you're sitting up here and you're like, oh, no, but I don't need to press. Do you know there, there is no press if you already think you're perfect? My God, my God. If you already think you're right, what are, you have nothing to strive for. Matter of fact, you know, I, I don't know if, if, if you don't have nothing to strive Do you really need God? Wow. What's going on? What's going on? Okay. Point three, we need to get to this place of perfection. Philippians chapter 3, 13a says it like this. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself to have taken hold of it. And you're like, Pastor Cole, what are you talking about? I have the gift of ADHD. And so sometimes I'll be a little bit of everywhere. But if you stay with me, I promise you it's going to make sense in the end. The reason why I say that, because that it that you haven't taken hold of is perfection. Paul was sitting up here and the scripture was wrote and this is just a little background and he was talking to some Jews that had just converted over and they were thinking about going back to believing something different. And he's coming to him and he says, no, 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 no. If you want to talk about going back to something different, I got a pedigree. Like, I done this. Like, if anybody gonna do it, I've done it. Like, I'm Saul turned to Paul. You know, I, I, I did it. We'll, we'll convert it because, you know, y'all knowing the Greek and the Hebrew ain't going to help you in this moment. But if, if Paul was today, he might say something like, you know, uh, you thought Pastor Keith had a lot of degrees. I went to Princeton, Harvard, uh, Liberty, University Theological Seminary of Morehouse in Atlanta and here. Um, I was the president of every fraternity because they couldn't decide which one wanted to get me. He had a pedigree. He said, I speak seven languages and I would have learned more, but don't nobody here going to understand it. I speak in tongues. I do all of that. I come from royalty. I have a lineage. Look, come on. This is, this is me. But then he goes on to say, I'm nothing compared to Christ. He calls it dung. He says, like, all these things I've done. I'm the Jews Jew. Like, he's the man. Like, if you knew Paul back in the day, you'd be like, yeah, no, that's my heart. Hey, Paul, he'll never wave back. Be like, no, nah, we know each other. We grew up together. <laughs> Ladies, y'all be like, yeah, no. He real good, and he cute too, and he smart, like he do everything. Y'all would be checking him out, and he just said everything that he just quoted is nothing if he didn't know Christ. And Christ helped him to know it. He had to knock him off, literally his high horse. And so the word says it like this, Ecclesiastes 7 and 20. We haven't made it yet. Indeed, there is not a righteous man or woman on earth who always does good. And never sins. How many people know that person that think they always right? Always right. Always? Always right. 
And you're sitting over here like, ooh, I wish they could meet themselves. Because <laughs> then they will start to point out all the things they see wrong. And you can't do it because they wouldn't be able to identify, or like the other scriptures say, make an honest opinion about where they are. You know, have you, have you been in this place that people are just so judgmental? But guess what? If that same person, you could go up to them and say, you know what, you're always right, you're right. Are you ready to die today and meet Jesus? When he opens up the book of life, and then he actually points out all the things you tried to forget. Well, actually, you didn't forget them. You just was quiet about them. Because you didn't want anybody to find out. Are you really, really ready? While you're trying to point out every flaw and you already right? There is no righteous man. Because the reality, the Bible says like this in James chapter 3, verse 2. It says, all of us, somebody say all of us. All of us get tripped up in many ways. Suppose someone is never wrong in what they say. Then they are perfect. They are able to keep their whole body under control. Now, does that even make it sense? So they, they go, I'm going to fast for, Jesus did it 40. I'm going to do it 90. I'm going to go ahead and fast for 90 days because I can control my whole body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm going to go underwater because I don't need to breathe air. I'm gonna, it's silly now, but no one is able to do all these things. That means you don't need friends. You don't need a spouse. Don't look at, no, it, no, it don't, you don't need none of that. You don't need Google. You know all the answers. And that means you also don't need God. And he knows that. None of us are perfect. We got to be heading towards a way. The problem, I believe, sometimes is that we don't know which way to go. But that by that one sacrifice, Hebrews 10 and 14, it says it like this. He has made perfect forever those who are being made holy. What sacrifice is it? It's really simple. We have a reminder up here all the time. Somebody say X marks the spot. See, sometimes you have to see the reminder of the cross. And yes, it is a Roman cross and it stands up straight and says aside. But even if you just tilt it just a little bit, you start to see the direction in which you might go. Does it mark the spot in your life? Are you always looking for that X? Are you always looking for that cross? Are you always aiming for perfection? Somebody say press. Press. And know that we're not perfect yet. We got to push towards perfection. And this last one, and I'm going to be done, is a prize. A prize of paradise. To win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Jesus answered them and said it just like this in Luke chapter 23, verse 43. What am I about to tell you is true. Today you'll be with me in paradise. And that may seem simple, but you got to understand this is a criminal on this cross. He wasn't a Paul. He didn't have the pedigree. But he knew the reality of Jesus was God. And on that day, he pressed to say that and acknowledge him as Lord. He forgot about all the things. He wasn't worried about that like the other criminal. If you're so good and tease him, like, oh, yeah, save all of us. But he pressed just to say, I know you're Lord. 
And Jesus could reply, today, today, you could be with me in paradise. When it's all said and done, and you're forgetting about your past, you got to pray about it. That's hard. That's real hard. And there's no more pressing. And you don't, you're not looking for purpose anymore. He wasn't looking. He knew that death was coming. And Jesus is standing there with the prize. That's what we're all about. Trying to get there before we take that final breath and know that there's a prize waiting on us. Romans 6 and 23 says it like this. When you sin, the pay you get is death. Somebody say death. But God gives you the gift of eternal life. That's because of what Christ Jesus, our Lord, has done. And so it's, it's so simple that, yes, life is hard. But the scripture said he made one sacrifice. And then he's just standing there like, what a gift. You pressed. You looked for the X. You forgot about your past. You didn't let it hold you out of your purpose. You pressed to get closer to me. And now I'm standing with the gift. The gift of eternal life. Just like we saw this bike, sometimes we just need to forget about it. Sometimes there's things in our lives we don't have to go back to. It's all right, find another way to exercise. We got to do what we can to get the purpose. You got to keep on pressing. And when you find purpose, keep pressing till you find perfection. Guess what? Our, your, you can't leave here and not say you don't know what direction you're going in. You're going where X marks the spot. It's the cross. I'm aiming towards it. Lord, help me. You know, the reality is we are a co-op of people. We are a collective people trying to press till we get to paradise. Trying to forget some things trying to see Jesus with the prize. And so my prayer on today, and I know it's right, I'm not questioning it. My hardest point that took me the longest was the forgetting. It's easy to quote scripture, but sometimes it's hard to forgive. Actually, forgiving may be easy if you could really forget. It's the remembering that pushes you into a place where you don't want to forgive. But you don't know. It's easy to say, you don't know. I may not, but God does. So on today, if, if you can stand, all those that might, and I just want to pray for you. Because the reality is I may not know everything that happened to you or everything that it's hard to forget about. It may be the death of a loved one. It may be someone came against you. It may be the hurt of a relationship. Um, it may be your own condemnation. No one had to say anything to me. I condemned myself. That's my first prayer point. I want to pray about that forgetting. 
That's the only reason why I, 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 it's hard. Like, it's hard. It's hard to forget it. The emotions that come along with it, the feeling of how could they do this? Do they not? The dishonor. As your head is bowed, God, you know. God, if they're bringing it up on their minds right now, God, let it be the last time. Touch them right now, God. We're not saying that it's easy, God, but we know it's possible. So even right now, God, for the situation that you saw because you're the Alpha and the Omega, God, you saw when it was going to happen, how it was going to happen. God, we may not have been in your will, God, but thank you for your grace and your mercy. You kept us. So right now, God, give us the strength to be strong enough to forget about it. God, because we want to press into our purpose. God, help us right now to forget about it. God, we need your Holy Spirit. God, we got to speak on the things that are beautiful, that are good, that are lovely, that are pure, God. God, show us the law of substitution. We don't know what to substitute it with, God. Show us the right people we need in our lives to help us to substitute it. God, and in forgetting, God, instantly we ask for forgiveness. God, we held on to some weights that weren't even sin. We held on to them. But let us lay aside every weight. Especially sin. Help us, oh God, not to turn back. Not to turn back and pick up those memories, but the press towards you, God. You've already identified the cross, and your sacrifice is perfect. There is no reason to sacrifice again. You did it all. So we need you right now, God, that you might be able to stand there and be waiting at heaven's gate with our prize of eternal life. But until we receive that, God, Help us to press on. But before we can get to our press, help us forget God. And daily, help us remember we're aiming for the cross. In Jesus' mighty name, people God said amen. Amen again. You can have your seats just really quickly. And as much as I, I hope y'all had fun at the beginning, I, that, that was hard because... I started to think about some of the things that I didn't want to forget. And I identified I didn't want to forget them because they were attached to maybe a person. And I, it really was, I didn't want to remember, forget the person. But I wanted to forget what happened to me. And I had to start trusting God that he knows what's best for me. Regardless of the situation. Regardless of the, if I'm even conscious of it, you gotta, you gotta forget. But sometimes maybe you don't have that help because you don't really have the Holy Spirit. You don't, you don't know who Jesus is. But on today, we have an open invitation just for you. Regardless if you're online, if you're in the building, if you don't know Christ as your Lord and Savior, right now is an opportunity. You can get to know Him. And if that's you, you can raise your hand. And if not, you don't have to come up here. I'm not trying to embarrass you or anything else like that. I just want you to get Jesus. That's the whole point. 
So for those that may be watching, can we just pray with them? Dear Heavenly Father, we, we know, just like the thief on the cross, you're real. We thank you, God, right now. We admit that we need a Savior, that we're falling short of your glory. And we believe that you're the Son of God that died on the cross for us. That you were dead and you were buried, but you also rose again with all power. And so on today, God, we accept you as our Lord and Savior. And in doing so, we can be saved. In Jesus' name, amen. And not only that, maybe you're looking for a church home. A church home because remember, sometimes it gets hard and you might need somebody to pray with you. Guess what? We have plenty of people. And guess what? You don't even have to be a minister to pray with somebody. So if you're looking for a church home, if you're looking for a shepherd, and I'm just standing in the place of our senior pastor, Keith Bath, guess what? The doors are still open. We never close them. So we thank God for you on today. If you're looking for that, you can come to us right now. Praise the Lord. And if that's you and you're online, please leave us a message and we will get back to you also. But that is it for today. Here it is. As much as I told you to forget, don't forget today's message. Because if it wasn't even for you, you know somebody who it's for. And that's the thing about the gospel. You have to share it in a way that they may all be saved. Is that all right? Amen. Well, praise the Lord.